Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Espo, Gerald Borgay, and Saul Bookman. Gentlemen, how you feeling? We got one more sleep till Suns basketball is back. Yes. I, I think I'm excited, but I'm also terrified because... Now we got to see if it works. Yeah. Like, well, we still have a few more days for true, that. True. We'll get into that. But uh, we're getting to the point where it's put up or shut up time. Uh, this whole two weeks of uh, fantasy, everything's great. They're the favorite has been fun. But uh, we're about to uh, to find out real quick. I'm excited. I need basketball in my life again. I can't handle the timeline when there's no basketball to talk about. Just the horrible things and stupid things we have to talk about. So I'm really excited. Um, and I think the Suns are too. You didn't like food slander about Phoenix? That didn't keep you going? No, I didn't at first, but then it turned into something beautiful <laughs> because now I have literally hundreds of recommendations for great Mexican yeah. and New Mexican food spots in the Valley. So uh, I'm super excited. Did you like mine, the Taco Bell Cantina downtown? <laughs> I, you were one of eight. To say <laughs> I think I saw that notification and I was like, clear. <laughs> I didn't actually tweet you that. Me Let's be very clear. Someone did though. Somebody said, yeah. uh, I think it was uh, uh, what was it? The what's the other one besides Taco Bell? Why did it Del Taco? Del Taco off yeah. of I ten and Chandler <laughs> yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. That, that, was that one is what the that fuck are we doing spectacular. here? Spectacular of all the Del Tacos, the one off I ten and Chandler <laughs> yeah. Boulevard is the superb Chef's Del Taco. Um, what, those fries and by that they chef serve? I mean minimum wage worker mm-hmm. really struggling to make the ends meet. The, those those fries that they make they're true Mexican fries. <laughs> all right, Gerald, I think you should pin that tweet for a little mm-hmm. bit of time. Mm-hmm. I also have one that I asked just for normal like just food local food restaurants in mm-hmm. town uh, that I have pinned on my profile. And there's some really solid good ones there, too, mm-hmm. that we've been able to source from the community. So mm-hmm. you should pin that so everyone can refer back to it yeah. over the next couple of weeks if you are looking for a great place to get some good food. Yeah, because I love that there's all over town, mm-hmm. right? No matter where you live in around Phoenix or even Arizona in general, you're going to find something in that thread. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Mm, I don't know about that, because where I live, there ain't shit. <laughs> For the most part, there is so nothing I meant like, out by me. I meant like the suggestions. They had like Mesa, they had Chandler, they had the West Side, they had Tucson. Can, can, I, can I say one they thing? They had Miami. Huh? 
Huh? Miami, Globe? Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, yeah, Miami. Have, has no, Miami, Arizona. <laughs> Benvenido a Miami. Right? Yeah, Miami. You, you haven't been to Miami, Arizona. It's actually really cute. It's they right have a lot Globe, of really right? cool thrift stores over there. Yeah. Um, or at least they used to. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you know me what? on the weekends, I'm like, can I go thrifting in obscure places? I, I feel like every <laughs> store. You were not in the my... target audience for that statement, so, but okay. I feel like every store in Globe or Miami is probably an antique store. It's true. It's true. <laughs> hey, here's some old shit we found. It's cool stuff. Whatever. Anyway, let's talk some Suns basketball. We finally had practice today, which means we did get some updates on the injury side of things. And. Bad news, Bears. No Kevin Durant tomorrow. But we did get some other stuff from practice as far as campaign and Landry Shamit goes. And Gerald, you shared a tweet earlier that kind of broke all of this down for us. Yeah, so obviously KD's out. They're going to take him on a game-by-game basis. But campaign, uh, who's been dealing with that right foot sprain, he is questionable. He said last week that he was targeting this day to return. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's upgraded and then Landry Shamit remains out with the right foot soreness that's held him out for what feels like forever. Uh, he'll be reevaluated in a week. Did they give you any information on what's happened with Landry? Because Mm-mm. last we heard, he was close to coming back. He was begging Monty to let him play and was supposed to be able to come back within the next like week of that moment, mm-hmm. which seems like a month and some change ago at this point. Yeah. And then we haven't gotten anything. He's just been out. Whatever the Suns classify as soreness is, it's like apparently your leg or hip or whatever body part is about to fall off because Chris Paul dealt with right heel soreness and missed a month when it was originally a day-to-day injury. Then he had the right hip soreness, which was also day-to-day, missed two weeks. Now Landry Shamit dealing with foot soreness, and he's been out for a long time. So I don't – they haven't given us any clarification on what specifically it is. They just keep calling it soreness. You know that thing you put in a sink drain so stuff doesn't fall into your uh, into mm-hmm. your garbage disposal? I feel like that's what soreness is when it comes to injuries for the Suns. It's a catch-all that no matter what, they're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's uh, that area, and we'll call it soreness, and uh, who the hell knows how long they'll be out. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, I feel like they just hired the Chargers uh, medical training oh, staff. God. <laughs> Because nobody seems to get healthy uh, within a reasonable amount of time. And if you don't know, uh, I think, what was it? Tyrod Taylor got shanked in the lung. Yeah, they haven't collapsed anybody's lung yet. By one of those dudes. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know what's going on, man. This is incredibly frustrating. Uh, Dudes that seemingly have minor injuries to a certain degree are taking very, very, very long amounts of time to come back. And it's very frustrating. And especially now, like, hey, you're in the thick of it. You got 20 games left. People better buck up and get on the court soon. Otherwise, you are not, probably not going to play in the playoffs unless your name is Abdel Nader, who I heard is probably coming back on <laughs> as on a buyout. You know, you know what drives me nuts is if we missed shows because of soreness all at our age, we wouldn't be on any show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's levels to this. But <laughs> Apples to oranges. Sitting in a chair yeah, and talking. You know. I guess it depends Running on how much around. OGs I've taken, whether I can show up due to soreness. Yeah. So. I I just, I don't know. It just blows my mind how long these injuries have taken for these guys. And I I wish we had a little bit more insight as to what it is so that we're not left over here speculating or going down doomsdaying kind of the approach as far as this goes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I feel like we do naturally. That's what happens. Like we did it with Chris Paul. And you know what I mean? The only one that we didn't do that with, I feel like, was Devin Booker because there was more information around Book's injury and his timeline to return. 
So when it's so vague like this, it just it, it allows your mind to just wander and you're like, OK, what really is going on? Well, with Devin Booker's, too, you saw it happen on the court, right? Some of these things, Chris Paul's foot thing, campaign, like Landry Shamit, we have no idea when it actually happened, you know? No which campaign makes, we did. We saw it happen on the court. But wasn't that the first time he got no, injured when he came time. back? He came back and then he got injured. Okay. I, I, just the whole thing is just, I don't need a shroud of mystery. Just be honest. Like, you're not gaining a competitive advantage by not admitting what's going on with campaign, right? Mm -hmm. I thought maybe they were doing it because they were trying to gain a competitive advantage at the trade deadline. And maybe there was something serious with campaign and they wanted to get a backup ball handler but didn't want to lose leverage and look desperate. But now that we're past that, I have no clue what the mystery is with all this stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they are very guarded about giving away players' health information for whatever reason, even though that's literally the point of the injury report. But it is what it is. Well, we'll keep you posted on what we hear. Um, but now at least we know Kevin Durant is not playing tomorrow, which means hopefully for those who are trying to go to the game, Tickets are more affordable because I know that <laughs> tickets skyrocketed for a hot second there mm -hmm. with the anticipation that KD might play tomorrow. And I feel bad for the people who bought tickets at the higher price yeah. and now don't get to see that. Enjoy tomorrow now being a cheaper game because from now on it won't be. Because everything they, that we've heard is he's definitely coming back uh, in Within this road like the trip. Week, right? So by the next time they come back here, Kevin Durant is likely play, playing and you're likely paying out the ass for tickets. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have a super team now. And at practice today, we also heard from Devin Booker about this Suns team being a super team or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what he had to say. I only had one All-Star this year. That's KD. <laughs> <laughs> well, true, but what I'm saying is like people who have been all stars together and put together on a team like this scenario with you, Chris, and I, don't, I just don't do all the you know the titles and stuff. And as for for you guys and everybody else, uh, and I know we have a really talented group. I think enough to you know get to where we're trying to go and, and finish what we're trying to do. So you know, that's my main focus. Um, everything that's said about us, you know, will come. Regarding how we finish, I, I I think it's hilarious that he dropped the we only had one all star <laughs> yeah, like, with a straight face. I mean, like Devin Booker, low key great comedic chops with that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But doesn't matter, like like he said, does it matter to anybody but talking heads like us to call it a super team or no. not? You either win or you don't. And if you win, you're a su you, you could be considered a super team. If you lose, you're considered a disappointment. That's the two options. I love it because it's it's a very Kobe slash Michael Jordan response. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like he's he's a little slighted by that. Mm -hmm. Like, he's that's a little nudge at like, yeah, you fuckers don't know what, who the hell you're voting for and why you're voting for them, period. Like, he should have been an all-star. Uh, he's one. He's the best two guard in the game, and he was sitting at home watching everything happen. And it was the shittiest All Star game of all time. Like I wonder why you reap what you sow. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's funny how he just says those things with a straight face. But I, I'm glad the Suns pushed back on the super team label today um, because that does feel like it's more of a fan or a media agenda that's being pushed, and it's weird because like. You know, before Kevin Durant came here, nobody was talking about the Suns as barely even a contender. 
And now that Kevin Durant is here, they're suddenly a super team because now we're going to pretend like we understand how good Book and CP3 and DeAndre Ayton are. Like, stop it. And, and Chris Paul at this stage in his career does not qualify as like a super team kind of guy. Like Book and KD, I get that, but nah. I mean, I, I think you could say, are they the best duo in the game right now? But I agree with you on the super team label. How do they go from... Well, they're not that good. To oh, they're a super team, and uh, you know they're they're circumventing the athletic process by mm. just getting Kevin Durant. Well, I don't get that. I think I, it's split though. Still, on certain outlets or media members considering the Suns a super team with KD and others not considering them a super team because I think I just saw earlier today the Ringer had their um, like top five who they think will win favorites to win a championship this year, and the Suns were not on that list. Mm. So there are outlets out there who still don't look at the Suns team as a super team, even with Kevin Durant on it. Did the ringer have the Celtics four times and then uh, the Golden <laughs> State Warriors? Like, is that what it was? Did Bill Simmons have, a, uh, you know, editorial Maybe. oversight on that the piece? Uh, the Celtics were on there. But either way, like, it's just one of those things that I agree. It is mostly for us and for media and fans and things of that sort. But I don't know that I like the term super team anymore. It's dumb. It doesn't. We, it's we don't so have negative. any. It's become so negative. It went from yeah. a fun thing to a super negative thing. I, th I think Chris in the chat is right. A super team is U.S. men's basketball, in my opinion. Yeah. And honestly, I think the only super team that's ever been is the original dream team. Like yeah. that is the that was the height of the powers of basketball. And I like okay, so LeBron, uh, Dwayne Wade, and and Bosch there in Miami. They called him a super team, and they they didn't dominate all the time. They they won two titles, but they weren't one of the greatest of all time. Like it's accumulation of talent, but a team is how you come together, right? Like how you play. Like I'd argue, us the Spurs were closer to a super team than some of these groups that come together uh, and with big names because they played stronger than the sum of their parts. And to me, that's what a team is about. And they they were bigger than than the guys on the roster. To me, that's what a super team should be considered. Yeah, I mean, super teams for me, it's only like that one Golden State Warriors team that had Kevin Durant. That was that was a super team. Other than that, I I I'm like you, Linz. I don't really care for the label, and mm -hmm. it's just a dumb like media narrative that people talk about for whatever reason. It's also getting tossed around a lot more, yeah, which is so just kind of like mm, yeah, it's so okay. played out. Now we've muddied the water quite a bit. Nobody even wants to. Like, like when the like when you if you let's just say for instance, let's just say in some crazy world, the Suns had KD Booker and then they added Harden and Kyrie Irving. Is that a super team? If they don't play, is it a super team? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I, with, with with a lot of these athletes right now, or, or some of these athletes, it, it, because of the unknown and the factor of them not playing or sitting out or whatever, it's like enough with this these labels just play fucking ball that's all i care about well we're almost there we're getting to it we're mm -hmm. we're coming back from one the more day break. one more day and we'll we will be there uh one thing that did one benefit i guess you could at least if you're looking for a silver lining of Devin not being an all-star this year is that he did get a little bit more rest mm -hmm. throughout the all-star break by not having all of those responsibilities on his shoulders he said he hung out with family uh, Call of Duty had a new update, so we hmm. spent quite a few hours playing that game. Mm -hmm. Gerald, anything else from practice that stood out to you today? 
Yeah, I mean, we we talked a little bit about um, obviously the Kevin Durant fit. They only had this one practice today, but it was the longest practice they've had of the season. I barely got here for the show in time because it was so <laughs> long. Um, and it's good that KD participated in everything. And you know, Book was kind of stating the obvious, like he makes everybody else's job easier when he's out there. It gives me so much more space. Um, and the fact that me, Chris, and KD can all run pick and rolls with DA it's going to give him a lot more space. And, and DA was even acknowledging like um, it's, it's more, there's less smiles and more seriousness around here in the building, but he's embracing the new role that he's going to have offensively um, in terms of getting back to, he even acknowledged like the 2021 finals version of himself that did a lot of the little things, the dirty work, the big man duties. Um, and, and he said something that was kind of full circle from what he said at the start of, I think it was last season when he said, I don't like my big man duties. He said something to the effect of, I'm excited to do those things to help us win. So he's saying all the right things about embracing what his role is going to have to be. Um, and the fact that if he does those things, when you have that much firepower, it's going to make this team so much better. Didn't he also say something about needing to get into the gym earlier? Because <laughs> yeah. he got in at, when he got in. Katie was already done with his workout yep. for the day. Yeah, I feel bad because that's going to be taken at, in a certain way by some people. Like, see, he doesn't work hard. Oh, I yeah. hope I'm it like, does. The it. poor guy can't can't get have an honest conversation <laughs> about this kind of stuff. Kevin Durant is otherworldly in what he does, and Da is going to look at that and go, "Okay, I can take my game and my work workout and all that to another level." That should be a positive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was cool to hear him. So like uh, we kind of talked about this, I think, last week when we were wondering like, OK, with Mikhail and Cam gone, like D.A. just lost two of his best friends. Like the vibes are maybe not going to be the same. Like these, this is a fun loving group. And D.A. kind of acknowledged today like, yeah, there's less jokes, there's less smiles. But he said it's all business for us right now. Um, and that's all you could ask for with 20 games left, 22 games left in the season and a hopefully long playoff run to come. But even regardless, without Kevin Durant on your team, you would hope that that would be the mindset shift that kind of happens this time of year for every team mm -hmm. that's actually in contention, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that would be the goal. Sure, you might be a little more playful with certain people. Like, when Gerald comes in, we can't have fun anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, I mean, so, that's always how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the only other thing, and this is something I'll be writing about for tomorrow, because it's kind of weird. Normally, when you trade a player away, you have to wait for a while to see them again. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see Dario tomorrow. So it was kind of... I asked the guys about it, and they kind of laughed, because you normally don't get to see a guy. You just trade it away that quickly. Um, but they had a lot of nice things to say about his time here and what he contributed to helping build the program. So I'll be writing something up on that for tomorrow. Did you ask him about the other guy they're going to see this weekend? No, I did not. Jay Crowder. See, okay. wait, wait, I don't want to get wait, wait, too wait. far ahead of ourselves, but I am excited for that because they're already putting this meet, this narrative out there that this is Jay Crowder's revenge game. Are you going to write about that? When he comes here, yeah, it's on the road for Sunday, and I don't. They, know. they come here like a week later, like a week later. It's right? it's in weeks. March, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's OKC that comes on the eighth. Yeah. yeah, and then the Bucks later. Yeah, yeah, but no, rest assured, we will be writing a Jay Crowder article once uh, once he's make close to making his return because that's the one that I feel like is going to be a little more charged. What if spicy. he gets hurt before then, though? 
Oh God! <laughs> what, what, what if he? What if he I'm decides? Sorry, you, go, you go ahead and do your process. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a fine. No, that's a, he's more likely I'll to read just about want Dario. to sit at home, right? <laughs> not get injured, isn't that what? What is that? Can I just say, like, while yes, it was the right thing to do for Jay to say the team wanted me to keep it behind closed doors, and like we're just let bygones be bygones. Mm. Well, yes, that was the right thing to do. The nosiness in me is like, bro, yeah. you teased us for how long? That there was more to the story, like, and now we don't even get to finish it. What's the tea? Man? Oh my god! Oh, it'll, it'll come out at some point. It's this probably something season. so fucking stupid too. You just know it is. <laughs> I like, just want the tea. It probably yeah. was something like you're gonna you're gonna sit the bench, even though earlier in the in the summer I told you you would be the starter, and that's about it. And he's just so salty about it. Maybe. Or I don't Da know. got a bigger chain than he did, and he's jealous. I'm just <laughs> mad we didn't get to finish that that book, but whatever. One anyway, day. One so. day. We do have a really fun weekend in store. Uh, like I said many times, since basketball's back, right? We got a game on Friday and a game on Sunday. But what are you going to do on Saturday? Well, you don't have to worry because I got you covered. You're going to head on down to Four Peaks, their 8th Street Pub down in Tempe, and participate in their Beer Can Derby because it's happening this Saturday, February 25th. Kit pickups are open now, so if you want to show that you have the fastest beer can in the Valley Make sure you sign up sooner rather than later because it is just a few days away at fourpeaks.com slash events. This looks like a super fun event. And if you are into uh, competitions and good food and great beer, well, then this is the event for you. So like I said, check it out, fourpeaks.com slash events. Also, for those two games I mentioned, maybe stop by your local grocery store or establishment and pick up some Four Peaks beers so that you're prepared for the action because tomorrow's game is a late one. It's 8 p.m. So, wow. you know, you have a few beverages while you're sitting at home watching <laughs> a good son's basketball game and you don't have to drive anywhere. It's all good. But a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. What's your shirt? It uh, says, Lord, help me in these streets. <laughs> 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 I, I kind of feel like I need that shirt. You need to wear that if the Suns ever win a title. You do. Oh, yes. That's yes. funny. You should yeah. do that. That's all I'll be wearing because I'll be down central, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I thought get... you were just going naked. I thought you were streaking. Oh, come on. We, shirt, we already determined that this is not happening. Uh, by the way, does Dario get a, uh, a commemorative video tomorrow night? Does the homie get I a, think, a, I a think memorial should. video? I think he should. He should. But we'll see. I love Dario. <laughs> You guys are crazy, man. He I was swear. here for four years. I know, but he what? What's the highlight? <laughs> what's the highlight? The, man, the y'all video are haters. The man. Hater. I'm just is, saying, like that montage is going to be the saddest montage you've ever seen. No, it's not. A bunch of putbacks and, and a couple corner threes. Oh man, you are you're literally forgetting a few weeks ago when he had a coast to coast dunk on the break. What are we I talking about? Here? about Come that. on, that's now. right. Oh yeah, Come coast on. to coast, and that is going to be fucking. <laughs> as as Lon, as Lon Babby oh, said when Steve Nash came back with the Lakers. Why why are we going to do a video? Is it like this guy died or something? Oh, oh my, my god. god. That's <laughs> First of all, probably I'm, shouldn't have outed him there, but I did. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm logging off so. Okay, I get you. <laughs> Just let us let us be I know you guys want We're your allowed to love Look, I mean, the players. guy's going to have a tribute video. He's probably going to have a fucking bobblehead. Gerald's writing the story. Like, I mean, the whole package is for him tomorrow. Hey, celebrate however you guys want. I'm not going to judge. 
You're Great. clearly judging right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't pick I'm up on that. I'm not going to judge as he stares <laughs> off into the distance with a smirk on his face. Hey, listen. One thing it's I know. Okay. I, you could be a hater. I can, I, I can only control what I can control. Okay. <laughs> That's it. All right, Monty. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, DraftKings pick of the weeks are back and yeah. picks of the games are also about to be back. Saul, since you're leading us yes. in our picks of the game, why yes, don't you go ahead and do the honors of giving us a pick of the week? Oh, man, I'm going to give you... you're so good at drafting oh, I'm going to give you the out. easiest pick of the week you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. The spread has not come out. It doesn't matter because you got the easiest win you will have all year. You just take Arizona over those shitty-ass Sun Devils. Oh, easy wow. win. Boo. Easy money. <laughs> Put all your ducats on it. And come away a winner like us Wildcats. Boo. I Boo. instantly regret asking you to bring us our pick of the week because I forgot how chat. much of a hater you are. I, I, have, I have one other. What's yours? Take, whatever it is, take Dario's over on rebounds tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, uh, there you have it. Those are the two picks of the week for you guys on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you have not already... Be sure to download the app right now and sign up using that code PHNX. When you use that code, new customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Listen, I got to go back to this because oh, no. it's funny. I just think it's funny. Listen, I'm, I, I, I should rephrase my 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 what I said. I should... Uh-huh. Should he deserve a, a, a tribute video? Sure, yes. Mm-hmm. But I, That's I, right, so I'll walk it I, back. I was more talking about like the highlights themselves being. Sure, they really highlightish. Oh, if it's a tribute video of him in the community and making a couple shots, and you know they, they do it tastefully. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool. Wow. But if we're looking for like highlights, like this man just dominated Bro, the game for. You just a, said a you were gonna days. take. You were gonna haterade. walk it back a little bit, and then you double down. This man is on a Bro, steady diet of haterade. You are horrible Listen, today. Matt's fucking lied to me today. I'm hangry right now. I haven't eaten all day because he said food was coming at two thirty. I scheduled my whole day around it. I purposely didn't eat lunch. And now you guys are reaping the benefits. Well, I'm so happy for that. Thanks, Max. Yeah, blame, blame it on that. Right. So sure. we'll always have the Sarge smoke break. Ah, uh, the Sarge smoke Lord break. Shout out to John Ford in the chat right now. Lord oh, have mercy. All Unreal. right, let's move on to our next topic. For GoPHNX, Gerald wrote about the Suns being mid-range well, assassins. Because if you were writing for somebody else, I'd be a little salty. <laughs> That'd be rude. We'd have some problems. What the fuck? What Sports Illustrated? What? I was just trying to like name drop the website. Damn. <laughs> Everybody's taking strays. But maybe, so, get this maybe, man Snickers, damn it. Maybe we have some new viewers don't, in the chat today that aren't completely familiar with know, our game. Don't know if you're new to the channel, but it says PHNX Suns on our screen. You, okay. you were like Bookman when He's hangry, all right? Unreal. I'm sorry, Lindsay. You know what, Saul? <laughs> she Screw gave us you all guys. The des- I'm going home. She gave us all the dust there yesterday. Today, I have taken it upon myself to just get it. Oh you guys are welcome. Oh, my God. Go ahead, Saul. You you tee this up, then. Yeah, Go so uh, talk about your article there, Gerald. No, no, we're not having Gerald talk about his article. We are all collectively <laughs> oh, having yeah, a conversation yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. about the mid-range game of the sun. Okay. Yeah, let's mm. let's talk about mm. those mid-range assassins. <laughs> assassins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got a laugh out of it. Assassins. Um, 
Ding, ding, ding. I don't ding, even know ding, how ding. to continue. Here, with I, this got point. You, I got Go you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Oh, now she's going to. Okay. Uh, first, I think that obviously we know that this team is going to be absolutely phenomenal from the mid range. Mm-hmm. But I think we should look at the numbers first just to really give some context to why we feel that way. So, Gerald, I know you pulled all these numbers. So, I think it's only fair that you break them down for us. Yeah. So, these are from cleaning the, the glass, which filters out garbage time. But if you look at these, like the numbers look intimidating. But all you need to know about this is looking at the frequency from the mid-range of how many shots these guys take from that area of the floor. Durant, Booker, CP3, Ayton, TJ Warren, and Tony Ross are all in the 91st percentile or higher in terms of where the majority of their shots come from. This is compared to other players at their particular position. And then you look at the mid-range accuracy, Durant, 98th percentile, Devin Booker, 82nd, Chris Paul is having a rougher year. He's at the 65th, but he had a really rough start to the season and has been a lot better recently. DA, 69th percentile, which is pretty good for a big man who doesn't have his own kind of dribble move to get his shot from the mid-range. And then TJ Warren, 90th, Terrence Ross, 85th percentile. So these are guys that take a high percentage of their shots from the mid-range and also shoot really well from there compared to other players at their position. Um, This is fascinating to me because if you look at the history of the league, especially recently in the pace and space era, like teams emphasize three-pointers, especially from the corners, layups and dunks. And like this would be, this is an unconventional offense, and they have been since Monty Williams took over. Um, I wrote about this in the article, but he recalled a time when Javon Carter first arrived and he was almost scared to ask Monty about the mid-range. And he was like, look, if you can make it, shoot it. And so that's always how they've operated. They've always been okay with it because if you make it, it helps you set your defense. The rebounds aren't as long that can ignite transition breaks for the other team. Um, So this is something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on because the only team going back to cleaning the glasses tracking data for something called location effective field goal percentage, which kind of gives you a shot profile chart. The only team that's ranked in the bottom 10 of the league in that category over the last 19 seasons that won a title was the Golden State Warriors who had Kevin Durant. So this would be the Suns are 30th in that category. So this would be kind of unprecedented. So that's the question, right? Because if we look at the math, right, we always talk about the math ain't math in or the math has to math. Mm -hmm. Can a team, Kevin Durant on it or not, who lives by the midi like the Suns do, win an NBA championship? Yes, a million percent. And the reason why is because those middies are incredibly high efficiency shots because of the players that you have. Yes. Uh, if the OKC Thunder were trying to pull the mid-range game, they they go 0 and 82 because they don't have those dudes. But the Suns do, and that's what the separator is because of the uniqueness of Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and now DeAndre Aiden. Like it's it's something we have never seen before at this level, and like all because they're excellent mid-range uh, shooters doesn't mean that they're not great three-point shooters either. Like, Devin Booker's a very high-level three-point shooter now. He's gotten better and better over the years. KD, obviously, is a knockdown three-point shooter. Shit, you could, if you really wanted to, you could just have Book and CP3 go middies all game long and kick to KD. You're not going to do and it. And Josh but, uh, Okay, yeah, <laughs> and Josh <laughs> Kogi. Now you just ruined the whole flow. 44% since the start the whole, of the season. Oh, the whole I'm sorry. Did <laughs> I throw a wrench into Josh Kogi is the same oh, as sorry, Devin Booker. So? You heard it. You heard it. Did I throw Josh Kogi is not game? the same as Devin Booker. He's, he's not. Since the beginning of the year, Josh Kogi's oh, better than three. 
Ring the alarm bell. Nearly 45%. You guys are really going to make me root against my own team. No, I don't don't really appreciate that. Uh, Okay. Uh, Anyway, but but because of that, (laughs) and then like, you know, Colt 23, uh, I I, I think you have, I think you have it mistaken, okay? The mid-range is there. That doesn't mean all four dudes are going to be surrounding the mid-range, clumping everything up. Like, that's that's that not be how this goes, right? Like, there's going to be lanes upon lanes because if you screen and roll, who the fuck are you guarding? Mm-hmm. It's all, it's an, If KD gets in a pick and roll with with DA, it's over. Mm-hmm. If, if Devin Booker gets in a pick and roll with KD, it's over. Like, there is no guarding this team. Uh, right. Midi or three... Be damned. So you're so you're saying the offense won't just be four guys on free throw line extended. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no. Well, two, two, two guys Damn. doubled up at each elbow, and that's that's Damn. kind of what makes this offense so fascinating to me. Is all of these guys can get to those spots, but if you look at their their team as a whole, they're fifth in three point percentage. So if you do help off to kind of crowd that mid range area and take away what they like to do, they have the requisite shooters to make you pay on the perimeter. And look in the playoffs, you need guys that can get their own bucket we we mm-hmm. Monty and the Suns talked about that so much after last year's playoff defeat that they didn't put McHale and Cam Johnson and Landry and all these other guys in positions to just put the ball on the ground and get their own bucket now it feels like they've almost overcorrected because not only Kevin Durant but Terrence Ross can do that TJ Warren can do that book and CP3 can obviously do it and when you have DA orchestrating all these pick and rolls with guys that can get to those spots it's going to be fascinating to watch this unfold because it really there I can't think of an offense that has this many guys that can all do that in recent memory. Like the Warriors were probably close, but other but than that. Didn't the war I mean the Warriors were such a vastly better three-point shooting team than this group with Clay and Steph, right? And could hit from 35 feet out. Yeah. So does this team need to still like we've talked about this? Do they at least need to increase their three-point attempts because the gravity of these guys uh with the mid-range game should leave Others open out out deep. Like, do they need to increase that? Is this going to become that they need to get to the free throw line more than they were prior to KD getting here? Because at some point, we joke. Lindsay brought it up. The math ain't math, and three still worth more than two. So, I mean. I feel like there's a reason the league has gone the way it has. And you're right; the Suns are, are zigging while the rest of the league is zagging, but. Sometimes there's a reason you don't do the counterculture to to the to the league, and or we've only seen one team like you said in the last how many years win a title like this, and it was the Warriors who still shot threes well. So, so I I just wonder is there more that they're going to have to do than just being effective? So. There's two there's two things that are going to kind kind of change that narrative a little bit instead of relying on Clay and Curry. And KD to a certain degree, but I mean KD could do it all over the place. Um, you're spreading that out now. It's it's not just w- two players. You're really talking about a whole team effort, um, eight deep if you have to, with the Terrence Rosses and and the other guys that you have on the roster in Josh Akogi, um, and and making sure that they all uh, they the the wealth, I guess the 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 quantity of those shots come from a variety of different places as opposed to just two. It doesn't mean that you eliminate the three-point shot just because your team's strong suit is there. Also, when you're talking about getting to the rim, we've complained about that at length, about this team's 
uh, lack of ability to be physical at the rim. Well, one of the better players in the league of getting to the rim and getting fouled is Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And he might be able to teach some of these guys, like, this is what you're looking for. This is what you should do. Um, And his influence alone, like attacking, 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 will naturally rub off. I mean, we've already talked about it. It's been a day. And DA's like, damn, that guy got to the gym before I do. Those things are going to start to pay off and rub off on these guys. So I think by by nature of KD alone, that will change um, the narrative on on their their attacking style and the three point uh, proficiency. But that, but that's my question: Does this team now have to get more of those free throws uh, just to to make up some of that difference? Because you're going to inevitably run up against teams that are just going to chuck it from deep in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and and hit those efficiently. So you're going to have to get those extra points at the free throw line. You're going to have to rely on guys like Terrence Ross, Josh Akogi, uh, you know, Damian Lee to also be able to hit threes when these mid-range guys are taking uh, taking the gravity uh, of the defense. So and that's I'm not the question for me can't. is like, do just, you, do you feel confident relying on those guys to be the ones to hit those shots? I think I think this team's efficiency from mid-range will be so far past what we've ever seen before in the NBA that they're the, they will be the exception to the rule. Well, the second exception to the rule, I should yeah. say, um, because of, you know, obviously the last Warriors seem to do that with KD. I, I think that's how good they are. Right. So a couple of things that stand out, like obviously we're talking about threes and rim <laughs> shots here. At the rim, the Suns rank 29th in their percentage of shots taken at the rim. Kevin Durant actually doesn't check out as a guy that finishes at the rim a lot. But like you said, Saul, he gets fouled a lot and he converts a lot of and one plays. Um, I think he's averaging somewhere around seven free throw attempts per game, which is automatically the highest on the Suns. I think Booker is currently the highest at like six. Um, So that is going to help make up a little bit of that. They are going to need to get to the rim a little bit better, find a way to do that, get to the foul line. The problem with their three-point shooting is they're actually, what, fourth in their percentage of shots that come from corner threes, which Mm -hmm. is really good because that's the more efficient three. It's the non-corner threes that they tend to typically avoid. Um, I think they're 24th, 25th in that category. So they just need to get up more threes in general, more shots at the rim. But like we've been saying, like when you have Kevin Durant that can get to the free throw line about seven more times a game than what you've been getting, when you have the corner snipers and when you have guys that are going to be helping off to stop Booker's drives, to stop Kevin Durant's drives, to stop CP3 pick and rolls with DA, hopefully that opens things up more on the perimeter too. Look, and I'm not saying I don't think this is a championship team and you Mm -hmm. can't win this way. I'm just asking... What's the path? What are right. the things that they're going to have to approach? Because we know the mid-range is there. They're going to hit those. And what are the, what are the other things that are going to have to happen effectively is, is the yeah. biggest question. Well, and then it's, it's more of like the way I think about it is it's, it's a race to a certain number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter how you get to that number as long as you get to that number. And whether it comes from, you know, 52-point shots and 33-point shots for the other team, it it doesn't really matter. As long as you get to that number in my head, like for me, for this team, I'm like if any time they hit between 110 and 120, they should win every single game. Um, That's the number that I always think, and I completely made that up out of my head. It's not based on anything else. That's just what I think that they're capable of doing in the playoffs. And you just got to make sure you're holding the other team to less than that. And I think that their efficiency is going to be so far greater than everybody else's that they're just going to wear teams down that way. Well, and does it just become the fact that <clears throat> Kevin Durant and Devin Booker together are just 
I mean, potentially the best duo in the game, that they're just that much better than who you're up against, that that it makes up for any of this other stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I think I think part of the analytics era is we've gotten very caught up in uh, in the style of play and those things because of the numbers. But in the end, if you have the best guys out there on the court, you're probably going to win, right? That still holds true, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds dumb, but I think that that's you know, Katie and Devin Booker should be the two best guys on the court in almost every situation you run into. Did you do the math, Gerald? Yeah, I did okay, the math, and did I don't want to super chat from Biscuits and Bear. Yes, um, I think the math might be a little off. It's wrong, but <laughs> I think the overarching theme is that if you shoot efficiently from two, more efficiently from two than from three, it could be more beneficial for you. Yeah. It can, but you have to shoot a lot better from two because, like, the chat says, two points at fifty percent shooting is greater than three points at thirty-five percent over hundred shots. That's not accurate. If you shoot thirty-five percent. Of 100 threes, that's 105 points. If you shoot 50% of 100 twos, that's 100 points. So that, that's that's kind of displaying the discrepancy of like you can shoot a lot worse from three and, and still, still make up the difference just right. because of the 50% gap between two and three points. Yeah. Um, but, but that's so yeah. assuming the Suns don't ever shoot a three. Like I, I think, you know, obviously this team's going to shoot the three, but the question becomes what's that threshold? How many do they have have to shoot mm-hmm. at say 35% along with how well they're going to shoot at threes to be the right mix. And, and I'm wondering that I think in the long yeah. term. Thanks for that super chat though. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. And I think we, <laughs> we kind of understand the chat. Is not good at that? <laughs> Some of the hosts on this show already. Well, that's why I asked Gerald to do it. I was like, Gerald, you go ahead and take this one. Will you? <laughs> but we all know what you meant at the end of the day. We get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manny sent us a super chat as well. Thank you. Said, love you guys. I've been feeling like a kid on December 17th waiting for KD. Can't <laughs> wait to see the big four plus a Kogi wreak havoc on the league. Same. Because uh, Trevor early on in the chat, too, Trevor was like, I'm getting real antsy just talking about Kevin Durant. Like, I wish we could see this play out tomorrow because this is all. And I think we're all kind of at that point where it's just like, like, like Manny said, December 17th, like how many more days until Christmas finally freaking gets here already? Should we just run a 2K simulation on our YouTube page where you can watch uh, Kevin Durant <laughs> as a Phoenix Sun just to get, make you a little less antsy? I mean, might help. maybe, <laughs> I don't know, but like I, I do, I'm, I'm thankful that Katie is taking his time and being cautious and so is the team. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, am I ready to actually see this in action and not just talk about it? Look, let's be honest. There's only 16 more wins that matter. Mm-hmm. And they start from the middle of the of April till the end of June. As long as this group can get those 16 wins, all this anxiety, no matter how long it takes KD to get back in, none of it's going to matter because those 16 wins are all that's going to matter. Yeah. All right, a couple more things for you guys today. But first, more furniture. That's right, our friends over at More Furniture who hooked us up here in our PHNX offices. They always have the best furniture that you can get in the Valley. And they have something for every room in your home or your office. They offer white glove delivery, which we received for our (laughs) office furniture. Take the heavy lifting out of buying and setting up furniture. Leave it to the professionals. Make sure that you check them out to save big on the best furniture in the Valley by heading to morefurniture.com. Also, if you are looking for a great place to grab some food, I know, Saul, you mentioned you were really hungry. Might I recommend (laughs) Illegal Pete's after the show? 
just head on down to Tempe. It's not that far of a drive from us. You can get some really bomb food. We're talking burritos. We're talking bowls. We're talking tacos. Uh, super good queso. Really good guac. Oh, and this is right up your alley. Some of the best margaritas that you're going to find in town why? as well. Why today? Be well, is it happy hour? No. Every day. No. Happy hours every day. It's National Margarita Day. Is it? Let's burr, go. Burr, burr, burr. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that That's either. What That's what Shane said. said. Okay. Yeah. They have happy hour from three to six every single day. And those margaritas, I'm telling you that everyone tells me that nothing soothes the soul <laughs> like fresh limes, tequila, lots of tequila, might I add, and sweet agave. You can always get a virgin. So try out. I don't know margarita. if it would be the same. At least you get to just, you know, be part of the I've just never had one from Illegal Pete's. I was just messing around with you guys. But try out Illegal Pete's coin, premium or frozen margaritas. And like I said, don't forget to stop by for happy hour. 36 every single day. Jamel Hill was the one that sent that tweet uh, saying Phoenix food sucks. Yeah, she yeah. created all. She like dropped a bomb and walked away and sent Sun's Twitter, or not Sun's Twitter, but Arizona she Twitter. She had Newark, Milwaukee, and Phoenix up in flames New yesterday. <laughs> okay, Newark makes sense, right? Nothing good comes out of Newark. Oh, my goodness. Like, New Jersey in general. Like, it's Never swamp been. land, all right? Never been. My father was born there. I can say <laughs> it. But you know okay. what's so funny about that is, is Phoenix is probably the, one of the more difficult places if you don't know a local to find good food because everything else is, you know, the obvious places. I mean, it's okay. It's good food. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but like, it's like Gerald's recommendation list today was like 350 fucking different places to go nuts. for just Mexican and new Mexican food. Like, right. So there's a lot of different places to go. You just got to talk to people, Jamel. But also like, it's not just a Jamel problem. Cause I have uh, somebody and I'm not going to name oh, them. Come on, but, but they're Come at DNVR, and they name said that Phoenix up. had Phoenix's food has been mid. And I'm like, bro, you, you just what are you talking about? Did Brandon call no. for food? It's not Brandon. No, okay, Brandon, Brandon loves me good. where to go. No, Brandon loves and I made sure he good. Brandon where to go. Well, that's the only person's food opinion I care about at DNVR. All I'm saying is, I think the biggest problem is that visitors from other places come to Phoenix, and they're like. Oh my God, Scottsdale. That's where everybody wants to go and we have to hang out. And then you're judging Phoenix based on Scottsdale, which like garbage all around. Sorry, not sorry. I said it and I meant it. If you're judging food from Phoenix based on your visit to Scottsdale, yeah. I don't want to yeah. hear it. I don't want to hear it. That is the problem. If you're judging anything about Arizona based on your visit to Scottsdale, reassess your life choices is what I'm if saying. If you want to go party and you're judging the party scene based <laughs> on Scottsdale, that's the fine. one thing. That's the Waste one thing management? I will give you. Like, what? No, I'm uh, sorry. Again, that fits into the, the party, party scene. scene. Yeah. So, like, yeah. If you're going like, to get drunk, you can judge Scottsdale. Other Anything else, do not base Arizona on Scottsdale. Like anything else, it matters where you go. Like, I literally went to, what was it called? Called. They had fried. They had Nashville hot chicken, French toast Ooh. for brunch, and it was one of the best things I've ever eaten. It was, was it um, Nashville. Yeah, it was. It was Kelly's. No, not Kelly's. Did you go to Nashville? It was <laughs> no Bell's Nashville chicken in Scottsdale. <laughs> right? So good. That place was amazing. I don't know. Uh, that one, I know I got a little heated there. Everyone else on Twitter got a little heated there. I just think it's. I don't think it's fair to rip somebody's city for food if you no. haven't like. It would, if you Checked were here, out the good spot. If you were here for a hot minute, right? Yeah. Like, no, stop, bro. Jamel, stop. when you're here for the NBA Finals, we'll take you for a tour of the finer cuisine in <laughs> Phoenix, and you'll change your tune. You'll be saying it's Newark, 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 and Newark that suck <laughs> at food, all right? 
Also, where the fuck do these Lakers fans come from? Hey, all of a sudden welcome aboard. Chat? Give us the views. You're helping us out. We Wait, appreciate why do we have, what, what do we say about the Lakers? I Nothing. don't know. There's this Lakers fan in here. We could start. <laughs> well, I don't know. No. Time for that. No. <laughs> all right. Next up on this list of topics for the show, uh, James Jones talked about the Suns fans on Arizona Sports. Let's listen and then talk about it. Oh, man. They're live. And, and I told them Phoenix is live right now. And, and our fans are, are too. They're excited and they're demanding. And, and that's what you want. Um, because we, we look internal a lot. You know, I tell people a lot. I, I wear noise canceling headphones so I can block out the noise. Um, and I put the music on that I want to listen to. And the music we want to listen to is championship rhythm, championship vibes. And, and if the fans feel the same way, it's good because they bring it to the building. And when you're not performing, they let you know. And that's a lot of times that's, that's the joke that you need. You need that outside perspective from those that really enjoy and respect and love what you're doing. When they come to you objectively and say, hey, you need to be better, you tend to listen. I think I know what those championship rhythm, championship vibes that uh, our friend James Jones is listening to. Emma, can you play that for the people? <laughs> no, no. Those are champions. Those ones? No, that one? That's sexy sex. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought That's, we were playing Gerald's rendition oh, no, no, of the no, music no. inside no. the arena. That's what I thought we were going for. That's track number two. My bad. This is what I was looking for. Championship rhythms is the first one. Championship vibes is Gerald. There we go. There we go. That's what James Jones is listening to. Also, I love that 90% of the chat is like, that's Saul and you won't tell me otherwise. That is Saul Bookman's voice. It's not me. It's not me. It's not. Gerald, you need to do an ad read roulette as Saul. That's your challenge. Oh my God, oh, no. that would be awesome. I know. That would be kind of oh awesome. Only if I could do one as Lindsay. Okay. Uh, I feel like you would be so incredibly rude. <laughs> Want to get high? <laughs> Lindsay asked Howie. Lindsay asked Howie. Anyways, have. I'm sure there was something you wanted to talk about in regards to that. But I just love the fact that he said he's putting on the headphones and listening to championship rhythms and championship vibes is, the, is what they're listening yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest question, right, is like he brought up Suns fans and he mentioned that, you know, as players – you're, you're going to hear from your fan base whether you're doing something right or wrong. Mm. Um, but what do you guys feel about home court advantage this year for the Suns? Is it n a necessity or is it a bonus? It's a bonus. Uh, I, I feel pretty confident that they can make their way to the two spot if everything goes right. And so the one team that's going to have home court advantage would most likely be the Nuggets. And they need it if they're going to try and make it to the finals. The Nuggets do. The Suns, I feel like they're veteran enough. They've won enough on the road before. Um, they, they, you know, they, they beat the Pels in New Orleans. Like, and then obviously the year before that, they swept the Nuggets in Denver. So, like, I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah, I mean, home court advantage didn't mean shit last year when you got the Mavs in, in Game 7 at home. Uh, if you're the better team, you should be able to win anywhere. And, you know, I heard this great point today by uh, J.J. Redick that, uh, you know, there's only been one, uh, really two trades that have been of, of significance, uh, like the KD trade. Oh, we're doing this uh, Will Chamberlain. <laughs> and then uh, he, he brought up, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, from Portland who went to – to Houston, Clyde Drexler, mm. uh, and that that one actually led to a title, and they were the sixth seed, and they, and they wound up just playing so well in the playoffs it didn't really matter. I think that's with this Suns team. 
if they if they hit their stride, it's not going to matter what seed they are as long as they're not in the play-in. Uh, and they can win at home or on the road if they hit what we all expect them to be. You just had to poke the bear I one, did. one last that, time, didn't J- you? Let me make this clear. <laughs> J.J. Reddick did not come up with that. Gerald said that and Saul said that like two weeks ago. So it's, it's not new information. <laughs> Gerald and Saul have the receipts, too. We do. Yeah, they don't put it on don't Twitter. play around. <laughs> not to take guys. anything from JJ Reddick, it was an astute observation. <laughs> no, we're just everybody we're just was teasing. everybody we're was, just everybody was like, "Wow, I didn't think of that." I was like, "We, yeah, I do." <laughs> that two it, weeks it, ago, it, I swear, everywhere. And Espo and I were like, "Oh, we tuned you guys out." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show. Uh, sorry, will, not sorry. I will see a tweet from Gerald, and Gerald usually stays ahead of everything. I will see a tweet from Gerald, and then four hours later, I'll see another tweet from somebody else, and I'll see all the comments like, "Oh man, this that's a great point." I'm like. <laughs> What the fuck? Like so what it. you're saying is, is Gerald's timing is off. He, the algorithm's not on Gerald's side. Apparently oh, first yeah. is so no we need to call Elon and be like, yeah. yo, can you please help Gerald get back into no, the right call, algorithm? Can you give Sir. can you give Gerald the Elon treatment where he's the only tweets we see in that fo- in that uh, for right you for section? You you know? Fix your algorithm, you bum. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah. Back to the topic at hand. I don't even remember I forgot where was. we were. We were uh, saying uh, the Oh, um, I think it's something that you want to aim for. I don't think any team with a 12 and 18 record should be just okay with whatever happens from here. Without Kevin Durant. <clears throat> yeah, without, without Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah, but I do think there is something to getting home court advantage and having that behind you, especially because we know like the first game that Kevin Durant was just there on the bench. The atmosphere in that building was electric. Mm-hmm. You put the Suns back in the playoffs with Kevin Durant, that place is going to be insane. So I think you do push for it. I think these one or two games that you play without KD are low-key crucial because you've got a winnable game against the Thunder to start, and then you've got a morning game against the Bucks, who might not have Giannis for that game. You need to take advantage of that and pile up some wins here to boost yourself because they go on a, a small win streak, and they're in the three seed. And that's mm-hmm. I think that's reasonably what they should be aiming for. They're four and a half back of the Grizzlies in second, but if they can get to the three spot, I think they're perfectly fine. They're going to catch that. the Grizzlies. You think Guar- so? Guarantee yeah. it. But the Grizzlies are it. probably going to fall back. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think they wind up ahead of the Grizzlies, but I don't think. Uh, Four and a half games with 22 to go? Yeah, yeah well, I think Have so. you seen the way the Grizz have been, uh, yeah. have been playing? Yeah, like, giant I, good in the West. Like, uh, I'm not. Look, uh, home court. I, I'm not diminishing the power that Sun fans have and the effect that they can have sure. on a series and on games. We saw that in the finals run. That place was electric. That group can do uh, can do powerful things uh, for this team. But I'm also not. It's not the end all be all for me this yeah. year. Like as it as it may have been in the past. This also, year I feel better. Also, this year haven't they played better on the road than at home? No, no, no. They've 12 been, and they're 12 and 18 on the road, 20 yeah. and 10 at home. They're Remember that thing you said about how you don't listen to us? <laughs> he literally just yeah. said that. He's Earlier just, this season? He just said Well, because no, I'm really sorry. Like I was busy paying ago. attention to Jacob, who I was concerned. He was looking at our camera, and I was like, oh, no, what's happening? I got nervous. <laughs> well, at least you have a reason this time. You out. It's fine. <laughs> was it earlier in the season that that was the case? No. no. I thought at one point in time we had a conversation about that. Last year they were really good on the road. Well, so this you know, is 2023. Lindsay, welcome well, to the show it. and the season. <laughs> all I know about 2023 is that Josh Kogi no, is a knockdown three-point shooter. To be fair. Shooter. That's it. That's be, all I know. To be fair, 
Lindsay thinks the season just started when we got KD. <laughs> Didn't she, it? It did. She She's did. just yeah. coming in. I'm walking on yeah. sunshine. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Don't forget a towel. Don't forget to bring a towel. Lord oh, have mercy. God. All right. Well, since I clearly have checked out from that conversation, let's move on. Okay? Why not? Why not? Wasn't that the last thing we had to talk about? I hope so. Close. We do have <laughs> one thing from the chat that I did want to bring up. But first... Uh, Kevin Durant is not playing tomorrow, but he is playing soon. And we have a super cool shirt in our locker at phnxlocker.com right now. The Slim Valley Reaper shirt. If you have not gotten your hands on this, make sure you head on over to our locker and pick it up. Also, if you become a diehard, it you can get... It looks awesome. It's so pretty. It amazing. So great. Look at this. Cough, cough, Jacob, producer, cough, cough. We're calling Let, for a shirt. audio people think we have what, it up. What I love most about this is Jacob just... Just swapped out with Emma, so he's in full panic mode, but he figured it out! <laughs> oh, it was up there the whole time. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, I was getting her the time code for your ad read, so if you could have just given me two seconds, I would have figured that out. Uh, two seconds, the ad would have been over. Yeah. That's kind of how these, you gotta be quicker than that. Anyway, back oh, to the promo be quicker read. Than that, if you want to become a diehard, you get access to diehard exclusive content. Majority of Gerald's content at gophnx.com is available to everybody. But like we did talk about today in that mid-range game with the Suns, that was a diehard exclusive piece. I will also say that if you are not a diehard, I'm going to just tell you this right now, and you go look at the Game Time app and see the prices for games with KD in the fold, they're over $400 on the lower bowl. We will have an exclusive takeover uh, March 16th? Yes, the 16th, I believe. You tell us. Uh, against uh, the Orlando Magic. Boom, there it is. Uh, so it's your good chance to, to watch. Okay, that's wrong. Take that down, please. That's sold out. That's, take it out. That's, that's, that's a different one. Sorry. This one's for April 6th against the Nuggets is the one I meant to say. Sorry about that. I screwed that up. You said March 16th. Yeah, yeah, but I screwed this up. Yeah, April 6th. Anyway, my point being, for those tickets, and if you want to get them at a good price, you have to be a diehard because we're going to throw it in the diehard chat a day or two beforehand, and you'll have first access to buy. Uh, we only have 25 tickets available for that one, but it is lower bowl seating, and it's going to be electric. Jacob, can you get that image up that we don't have yet for yeah, the event yeah, we yeah. haven't announced yet? Yeah, yeah. Can all you make that happen? That was all on me, though. I said, I said Orlando March 16th, and I meant against the Nuggets, too. Full on the Nuggets, April 6th, number one versus probably number two at that point. Let's fucking go. All I know is that clearly... All of us, Gerald will fight me on this one, but you're included as well, are not in mid-season form, but we will be tomorrow. You know? <laughs> yeah. The last day before the end of the official end of the All-Star right break. We'll, we'll be better tomorrow. I'll be in what? mid-season form for Katie's <laughs> nice, birthday. A nice lather. You know, it's like a boxing <laughs> term. Showering? Go. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> nice lather? All I heard was I feel nice and lathered in my yeah. life. Yeah. I'm in a nice little, you know, I feel oh slick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Last thing I have to tell you guys about is our friends over at Burrito Express. You know how much we love Burrito Express here at PHNX, especially our ASU guys. Those guys will literally, like, devour Burrito Express burritos in a matter of minutes. It's insane to watch. You always got to make sure when Burrito Express brings food by, which they did earlier this week, mm -hmm. I did not get a burrito. But that's because ASU was here before I was, and mm -hmm. they ate them all. 
There's still salsa. There no, did, nobody stole it this time. No, I've We've been, literally I've had literally so many burritos like, salsa gate, burrito gate. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to Burrito Express, there's, there's always there's, some chaotic, like who took all of the things. But also, there's literally been a burritos in the fridge all week long. So nobody Have stole there? anything. Oh, hey. You guys just didn't look in there. Lindsay this hasn't, time around. hasn't looked very hard for this said burritos. Time around. <laughs> Last time around, maybe it wasn't the same. Nobody tells anyway, me Anyway, Burrito Express <laughs> has two new NIL athletes, ASU football player Elijah Badger and softball star Jasmine Hill, and they will receive support in cash clothes and, of course, burritos. So shout out to our friends at Burrito Express for being a part of the community. <laughs> Make sure you guys check them out. They have a location um, in Tempe, but they also have different locations across the valley. Could you imagine that NIL contract? We will give you 400 burritos over the next 200 days. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, want, I want a deal like that. I Can mean, some... low-key in college, that would be one of the yeah. best deals oh, oh, ever. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying, could you imagine trying to negotiate that contract though? I'm gonna need I'm gonna need 500 burritos over the next 200 days. Burritos. I mean that's the way I ate in college. So, I mean, all right. Last thing I have is a it's question a in the chat from friend of the pod, Darth Voida, and you guys can go as deep into this as you'd like. We are coming up on an hour, or you can just keep it short. It's up to you. But he asked, "What do you feel about the weight to win that is now on Monty's shoulders? Is he still the head coach if this team loses in the postseason? That's a hell of a roster he's coaching now." Uh, there's, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a, a, a tremendous amount of weight, but I will say, um, it depends on if they did lose this year, it depends how they lose and when they lose yeah. more specifically, like they get bounced in the first round. You damn right. Money's on the hot, hot, hot seat. Like that can't happen. Um, but I think he has two years to, to try and win a championship. Mm. Um, and because, you know, you got 20 games and you do got to try to take that into account, but. I wouldn't say he's on a tremendously hot seat. His seat's warm because he knows he has a lot of pressure on him, and they have the talent to win a championship. So there's going to be more eyes on him. Um, we've seen things already over the course of the last year, the things that we questioned and stuff like that. And that's all going to go away, or it's going to be magnified uh, to a, the nth degree because you have Kevin Durant and you still are flubbing this up. So I feel like he's fine through this you had such a seismic change at the deadline. And I think everybody's like championship or bust this season. Next year is the championship or bust. There will be some course correcting that has to happen this year. Uh, if, if you get everything you know, firing on all cylinders this year, this is a championship team, but I think there's margin for error unless this is a big, unless a guy like, not a guy like if Tom Izzo says, I want to take my shot in the NBA. That's the only. No, but that's not happening. But that's that's sort of that's my point. That would that That would would be the only thing I think that would even make it a possibility, even to the smallest degree, of of Monty not being here next year. And it's and it's astronomical. Tom Izzo's not going to do that. Monty's here next year, I think. uh, Regardless, the Suns would be a laughing stock if that happened because now you're just bringing in your guys that. For what? Like my, my point was that's how ridiculous I think it is. That would be the only case that I'd ever see it, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think Monty's here regardless next year, and next year is the if you don't win at all, we're making coaching changes and potentially other changes at that point. Yeah, I think that would be the time. Obviously, twenty-two games is not enough to determine whether he's the group, the guy that can coach this group with Kevin Durant now joining the mix. Um, I, I do think obviously you have to 
still make it to the conference finals at the very least um, to be totally secure in this league. But like the chat has mentioned, like Kevin Durant and Monty, great relationship. Devin Booker and Monty, great relationship. If your top two players don't want that guy gone, and Chris Paul, we don't know if he's going to be on the roster this time next year. Um, but if your top two or three guys love your head coach, he's not going anywhere. Um, and Monty has done a phenomenal job turning this team around. There is pressure on him to make better adjustments than he has uh, at least last year mm-hmm. against the Mavs. So that's on him, and, and he'll have to figure out how to make all these mid-range guys work and all these new pieces work. But I, I think he's fine until probably after next year's playoff run at least. Gerald, do you know how his relationship is with Kyrie? <laughs> He's just going to keep poking that. I'm just going to keep gonna that pulling that thread. I can't wait for the summer because that's going to be all that oh, we figured. Kyrie, about just wait, Gerald. just wait, Kyrie. Draymond, Dray- let's go. Draymond is is the guy I think winds up here this summer. Would love surprise. Draymond. I'm, I'm, not, I would I'm not touching the other one. <laughs> I, I was like, are you being for real? I couldn't tell if you were being for well, real. I love I, Draymond. I, 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 to be fair, Draymond. if anybody could check Kyrie, it would be Draymond. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a topic for another him. day. Let's not pull that thread. <laughs> just yet on this show thank you all for joining us we appreciate you as always don't forget to follow the show on twitter at phnx underscore sons you can also follow me at lindsey smith az you can follow saul at saul underscore bookman you can follow gerald at gerald borgay and of course you can follow espo at espo we'll be back tomorrow with a pregame show starting at 7 30 and then of course a postgame show right after the game and until then espo take us home hey lakers fans Get a little closer. You're still in the play-in. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B, always on the job. My team moved like the mob, turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the lob.